6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Especially in the summertime in Edmonton, we get talking about noise in the city. We talk about noisy vehicles. We talk about motorcycles tearing up and down Grote Road or Jasper Avenue and how annoyed so many of you are by that. You know, you talk about, uh, you know, your friends, your neighbors sitting around the fire pit until midnight, one o'clock in the morning, maybe being exceptionally noisy. Noise pollution, it, it really is kind of unavoidable for for most folks living in cities and it's becoming an issue that's being raised more and more by health experts and urban planners Uh, it is a top environmental risk according to a recent report by the united nations environment program and i wanted to get into the risks of excessive noise and we're going to do that with dr tor oyamo who is an associate professor uh, of geography and environmental studies at Ryerson University. He is one of Canada's leading noise researchers. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. When we talk about noise, I would suspect that like everyone's noise is different because I think it's what is annoying you almost the worst, and it depends on where you would live in a city, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, of course there's some subjectivity there in terms of what each of us are are annoyed by or would call unwanted sound, which is really the simple definition of it. But we do focus mostly on uh, transportation sources like road traffic noise, uh, rail traffic noise, and and air traffic noise because they're the most common, they're the noisiest, uh, and and they're the ones that uh, are are increasing uh, most most broadly, I guess, across cities. So, Doctor, from from what I've read, the World Health Organization's recommended guidelines for exposure to noise during the day is 55 decibels, and at nighttime, it is about 40 decibels. What what would most, uh, if you're living in a downtown Canadian city, can you, um, is there a an idea of what that noise level is for a majority of Canadians? Uh, in most downtowns across Canada, uh, neither of those levels would be uh, achievable, really, in reality. And mm-hmm. most, a lot of people would argue that those levels are not really achievable in, in general. So really? it's, it's difficult to put a, a specific number on it because it varies a lot. Just around a street around the corner of a building will change the noise level but you know and in general if you're standing on the side of a a, a relatively busy thoroughfare in, in a city where cars are you know zooming by at 50 60 70 kilometers an hour you're probably looking at noise levels around 70 to 80 decibels hmm. and um just as a reference we, we haven't done enough of this really yet uh, to to characterize what proportion of people are exposed to excessive noise levels throughout Canadian cities, but we we did do it in Toronto uh, a few years ago, and basically nine, you know, pretty much the entire city, 90% of the population were exposed to levels uh, above those recommendations. So there's it's a long ways to go, and uh, it, it is really based on on what where we see health effects starting to happen though so it, it is uh, they are good goals but again uh, maybe not realistic in the short term at mm. least so I want to talk uh, about those those health impacts um, 
being exposed to noise constantly or on a regular basis, how does that how does that impact the body? What does it do to the body? Uh, well, as, as we talked about earlier, we all know it's it's annoying, and uh, I mean annoyance can be characterized or broken down into different component, components like disturbing our daily activities or disturbing speech, but um, annoyance and sleep disturbance are really the two main mechanisms through which noise will increase stress levels in our body. So either one of those um, can, can lead over a long period of time to sort of a, a constant activation of stress responses so it doesn't you know the, we talk about the fight or flight mechanism mm-hmm. that we all have which can be of course very very strong and when it needs to be but it doesn't have to be 100 percent activated it can be sort of mildly activated uh constantly which sound is something we evolved to listen to and care about and, and try to figure out what it means and it's difficult to you know we can shut our eyes but we can't really just close our ears So it's something that our bodies have evolved to care about. And again, over a long period of time, uh, this low level constant activation of these stress mechanisms in our body can can manifest uh, in in pretty severe outcomes. Uh, Like annoyance is in and of itself an unhealth outcome, I I would argue, but Mm. uh, we see things like heart, heart disease, increased risk of heart attacks, Stroke, uh, diabetes are, are the main ones uh, to date that have been demonstrated with pretty strong or very strong evidence. You know, uh, when you take a look at a city like Edmonton, it is pretty much built, you know, if, if you have a vehicle, you're, you're good to go. We're still expanding, uh, you know, our, our, our LRT system, that sort of thing. Um, but it's it. I, I would think it's completely fa- fair to say that uh, our city is certainly built around a vehicle, uh, built around uh, uh, having an automobile. And, and, and of course, we we're talking about that and how it contributes to the noise pollution. How can urban planners start to look at changing that? And is that feasible in every city? Uh, well, I'm, I'm an optimist, I guess, so <laughs> I would say yes. I mean, we, we build the cities for ourselves, so we decide what we want them to be like and what they're gonna, what we want them to be like to, to be in. And if all we care about is how convenient they are to drive around, then that's, that's what it ends up being. But, uh, yeah, you're right, there's... You know, we're locked in, in in a certain way where, you know, the infrastructure, the the structure of the city itself is, of course, not going to change overnight. But, mm. uh, you know, we got to start somewhere. And that is in terms of new new developments, uh, redevelopments are, of course, where it should be, should be prioritized now that we have the evidence. And then uh, there's lots of smaller things that can be done. In, in areas that where we can't really go in and, and you know re, restructure the built environment in its entirety, um, traffic control—it's not necessarily a popular mm-hmm. idea or, or a mechanism, but uh, the, you know the most simple and effective way to reduce noise levels would actually just be to enforce speed limits. <laughs> uh, that would be, you know, and it's a win-win, I guess, for the city in, in many ways. But uh, yeah, that, that's kind of where it starts and. Um, rerouting change, changing you know the flow of traffic in certain ways to avoid higher population densities so you know there's lots of things that have been tried tested and shown to be 
effective. Uh, there just has to be a will. There has to be a will, and um, I, I, I suspect, it, it, well, it would appear that in a, maybe a majority of cities that, 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 that will isn't there, but there are some cities that are showing that will and have changed things. Tell us about one of them. Uh, I would actually highlight Edmonton. Uh, it's, 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 it's across Canada or among Canadian cities, Edmonton has been uh, one of the most proactive cities in terms of how noise bylaw uh, or enforcing the noise bylaw or using monitoring or, or keeping up with technology and, and methods to to use evidence-based policy guidance, I guess, uh, and demonstrating sort of a will to do that there. I guess it's the only city, as far as I know, that actually put uh, a sound-level camera in place uh, somewhere downtown there. I don't actually know if it's still in place or how well that went over with the public, but, <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty pretty innovative and, and I think a pretty a good, uh, good solution, uh, especially to what you mentioned at, at the top, top of this yeah. discussion you know motorbikes that might have exhaust pipes that are you know not legal for and and you know, produce really excessive levels of noise that was not the answer i was expecting at all i have to tell you <laughs> I, at all but yeah. i but i appreciate that and yet the city because you know a lot of people are really ticked off about especially noise and i'm just going to say noisy motorcycles and as a motorcycle rider um, i'm going to lump myself in there as well but um, a lot of folks were upset about it and yeah there was monitors uh, along there they've been pulling people over and, and that sort of thing so interesting that that you would highlight edmonton before i let you go how do you how do you quiet your world when things are are, are, are new and noisy i mean you're you're the expert do you have any advice <laughs> that's a good question I, I i go to quiet places i guess i, I take uh you know i appreciate natural environments mm. uh, whenever i can get to them and then and uh you know it, it helps you kind of re reset and appreciate it um yeah that's that's about it really that's about it right now want to yeah. thank you for joining me this afternoon appreciate your insight into this thank you so much thanks for having me again yeah. take care dr tor oyamo joining us this afternoon he is one of canada's leading noise researchers and talking about what extended um you know being around so much noise all the time the impact they have on your body and 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 what cities are doing or maybe what they should be looking at doing long term to deal with it